Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm every Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. We've come to another week. We're wrapping up our conversation on Psalm 49. We're letting people know that beginning in September, Season three of Text Talk is going to drop, and we're season going three, to be season three, season three. Oh, in the New Testament, going to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew Looking forward to Matthew, that. Matthew. And so this season will get us through Psalm fifty-three. Yes, we we got four or five more Psalms to go. We're in forty-nine. Here's our final day. I wonder what we're going to talk about today. Psalm forty-nine. Mm. Psalm forty-nine. <laughs> I'm going to read from the Lexham. Of course, I was really asking, what did we think we're going to find in Psalm 49 today? Okay. Hmm. I'm going to read from the Lexham translation, Psalm 49, for the music director of the sons of Korah, a psalm. Hear this, all you peoples. Give ear, all you inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth will speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart will be understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will propound my riddle on a lyre. Why should I fear in times of calamity when iniquity surrounds me at my heels? Those who trust their wealth and boast about the abundance of their riches. Surely a man cannot redeem a brother. He cannot give to God his ransom, since the redemption price for their life is costly and it always fails, so that he may stay alive forever and not see the pit. For he sees that the wise die together with the fool, and brute they perish, and leave their wealth to the next generation. Within them they think their houses are forever, their dwelling places from generation to generation. They name their lands by their own names. But man cannot continue in his pomp. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the journey of those who have foolish confidence and those after them who accept their sayings. Like sheep, they are destined to shield. Death will shepherd them, but the upright will rule over them in the morning, and their forms will be for Sheol to consume, far from his lofty abode. Surely God will ransom my life from the power of Sheol, because he will receive me. Do not fear when a man becomes rich, when the wealth of his house increases, because when he dies, he will not take away any of it. His wealth will not follow down after him. Though he congratulated his soul while he was living, and people will praise you when you do well, well for yourself. It will go to the generation of his fathers. Never will they see light. Humankind in its pomp, but does not understand, is like the beasts that perish. Like the beasts that perish. So here we have a psalm that is dedicated uh, to all peoples all over the world, high and low. It doesn't matter your station because we are talking about some ultimates here. And particularly today, we are thinking about this ultimate of death, this ultimate of Sheol. As you pointed out yesterday when we were talking about the structure of this psalm, you have this recurring refrain. You have it in verse 12. Nevertheless, man, though in honor, does not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. Verse 20, a man who is in honor yet does not understand is like the beasts that perish. Whether you are a person of great wealth, great honor, great pomp, or you are a nobody, like a beast, uh, you're going to perish. You're going to perish. That second time that statement is made, I think it ratchets it up a notch. The first time in verse 12 just sounds like, well, everyone. Everyone is just beasts. Everyone is just beasts that perish. But when we get to verse 20, there's this added statement, man and his pomp without understanding. 
In other words, if this wise psalm has produced understanding in you, actually you escape this this the destiny. Death, death of the beast. The right? death of the beast. And the whole psalm begins with, I'm going to give you understanding. I, I understand, of course, in the Hebrew, it's a different word for understanding, but the principle is the same. I'm going to, I'm writing this to give you understanding. Why? Because when I get to the end of this, if you don't gain understanding, you, you're going to be like the animals. Yeah. You're going to die. You're going to go to Sheol. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. Something that this psalm speaks to, though, is the desire of men to beat death or perhaps our terror of death, because what's contemplated is how do you get out of death or redeemed from death? We're told on one sense, money cannot do it. Uh, what is it around verse seven? None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption uh, for their soul is costly, right? It's, it costs too much. One of the things I was reading showed that there's a contrast here in Leviticus 25 and verse 48. There is the idea that you can ransom a slave brother, right? You, you, there is a money that can be raised up to to bring somebody, I guess, out of a bondage and to restore them to their freedom. But this idea of ransoming some from, from death, someone from death, the cost is too great. It is beyond you. You cannot do it. There's like a, as you bring that up, throughout the Old Testament, we see these tears. So there there are things that you can be ransomed from. Being enslaved is one of them. Uh, but if you've committed a capital crime, you can't be ransomed from that. Right. This even takes it a step further, mm -hmm. saying that it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to die, mm -hmm. and you can't be ransomed from that. Mm -hmm. There's no amount mm -hmm. of money that you can pay that is going to keep that from happening. And... Well, but somebody can pay something that right. will keep that from happening. And that is what Psalm 49 brings to bear as it says later on that God will ransom my soul from the power of Sheol for he will receive me in verse 15. Well, that's it, that God can and will do something money cannot. God can't. Well, and hmm, earlier this week... Didn't you bring up that guy we call the rich young ruler? Yeah, that's right. And all of that talk about how we get the kingdom, and they were all wondering, well, if the rich can't get in there, who can? Who what can? Was, what was Jesus' response to that? Yeah, with God, all things are possible. Yeah, so with man, no matter how rich he mm -hmm. is, it's not possible. But with God, it is possible. This is a redemption from Sheol. God pays the ransom price so that I can be saved from the power of of death. Now, I just want to bring this up. This is one of those passages, mm -hmm. Andrew, when you go into the commentaries, what you're going to read over and over again is, now these folks in the Old Testament, they didn't have a concept of afterlife. I've heard that. You're, 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 now, I find it strange. You know, one of the reasons being because the way Ecclesiastes talks about death is the separation of soul and body. The soul goes to God who gave it, or the spirit goes to God who gave it, and the body goes to the ground. Uh, so that there was a concept, well, something going on after death. And there's the concept in Ecclesiastes where he highlights in about chapter 8 that he knows that the wicked might prolong their lives. However, it will not be well for them. 
Mm. And, and it does talk about how it will be well for those who are righteous, who are with God. I mean, how is that? If it's, if it's, if the wicked might live a long life and the righteous might live a short life, how, how there was certainly an understanding that something was happening after this life was over. I don't want to suggest that they had a full concept of resurrection. It may be that until Jesus was resurrected, that, that wasn't grasped. And I get that. I, I, I get it. I'm not a scholar. I don't have letters after my name. I may misunderstand, but it is interesting to me the number of passages where the scholars have to remind us now, don't think this is about eternity and afterlife because they didn't know anything about that. Well, wait, but what about this passage? This passage sure suggests, no, 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 it can't mean that because they didn't believe that. Well, but this passage seems to suggest, and what we end up in is right. this like circular argument. circular argument. It can't be about afterlife because they didn't believe in the afterlife, but this passage says they believed in the afterlife. Nope. Nope, because we know they didn't believe in the afterlife, right. and it it just goes in that circle. Yeah, it makes you crazy. There's something here that that this psalmist knows. There's something else after this life. Yeah, and we are trying to be ransomed, ransomed from the power of death. Mm-hmm. But the the idea was not that I would never die physically in this earth. The psalmists all understand. Everywhere in Scripture understands we are all going to die. They they don't think we're talking about just an extremely long life here on earth. They think we're talking about there is something that with death I am ransomed from. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? They They grasped that. It's Jesus Christ who is able to come, and God in his plan and the sacrifice of Christ, able to come and provide ransom, make ransom uh, for us. In fact, when Jesus was talking to his disciples about greatness in his kingdom, it's about being the servant and indeed being a servant of all. In Matthew chapter 20 and verse 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. His service to mankind, his service uh, to God and to the Father was to lay down a life and pay a price, a ransom, uh, this ransom that is promised us in Psalm 49. Let me take that another level. Go to the next level. 1 Peter chapter 1. In 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter even makes this contrast that really, until this week, I've never even connected with Psalm 49. But listen to this. Um, I'll start in verse 17. 1 Peter 1, 17. If you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, Mm -hmm. knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Wow. He just pointed out not silver and gold. Yeah. That is so Psalm 49. So Psalm 49. <laughs> Psalm 49. I mean, Peter Peter's goes back to Isaiah and 53 that we yeah, a lot of us yeah. know very well. We see lots of connections there. But man, that seems almost like just stepping right out of Psalm yeah, 49. The Silver and gold can't ransom you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Instead, put your hope in God. Put your trust in God. And did you catch... To live this time in your exile in fear, but with a proper fear, the fear of the Lord, not the fear of people who are wealthy.
wealthy, not the fear of the fact that I'm poor. Yeah. If I am not, not, not fear in those things, the proper kind of fear that God is the judge. And so I need to conduct myself properly because he ransomed me with the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Psalm 49 says that there is a ransom. God is going to ransom, but it leaves it open. How is he going to ransom it? Is is he going to collect all the money from the world? Is he going to dig the gold out of all the mines that we haven't found and on the day of judgment pay that ransom price? No. He sent his son to be the sacrifice, to be the payment that would ransom us, which demonstrates why it is a price we can't pay. It's not that we're all just too poor, no matter how rich we are. It's not that, you know, the wealth, I don't know what the net worth of the wealthiest person in the world is. So, you know what, eight million, a billion dollars. I don't know. I guess there's decabillionaires. It's not that, well, the ransom price is actually $100 billion, and you only have $99. i am really sorry. Yeah. But God has $100 billion. It's not that. It's that it takes something else. It takes life. Yeah. The cost of sin is death. That's right. And Jesus paid that ransom price. Yeah. And so I need to conduct myself with that fear, trust, and hope in God, the only one who can pay the ransom price. That's it. And so there is a ransom, and God makes life possible, but it is in Christ, and it is only in Christ. And we must not believe that it's going to be found in anything or anywhere else. And that is the good news, that the only one who could make this way of forgiveness did. The only one who could pay the ransom did, and it's Jesus Christ. We're so glad that you joined us for Text Talk this week. If you're in the Tampa area this Sunday, please come out and worship with us at Livingston. We'd love to meet you. All the information for that is at our website, christiansmeethere.org. Christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray. Our great God and Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this week. Fathers, we've been able to read this psalm, Psalm 49, and it speaks to us, Lord. It speaks to us because we we look around and we we know, Father, that, that you've given us much in material means and ways. And Father, we don't want our hearts to be deceived after those things, but to remember that we trust you. Father, it reminds us that ultimately we must meet an end to this life, that there is death. But, Father, there is the ransom of death, there is life, there is salvation in Christ, and we thank you for that gospel. We pray that we would walk in it and share it with others this day for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne.